Faith, Hope and Love, episode 120, the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year B. What is it you want me to do for you? That's what Jesus asks the beggar in today's Gospel. Very powerful question. There's a couple of very striking moments in today's Gospel. There's this blind beggar who, whose name we're given is Bartimaeus. He is persistent in his cries to Jesus because he knows that Christ is the Messiah and he knows Jesus can help him. It also says that he throws off his cloak and approaches Jesus. The cloak is the badge of a beggar. And he goes to Jesus. Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asks each of us, what do you want me to do for you? Think about what you're really asking from me. What do you really want? What do you really need? It also says that Bartimaeus regained his sight as he walked along following Jesus. In another sense, we all gain new sight as we cast off the cloak of our old ways and old excuses and faithfully walk along the new way of Christ. This is Faith, Hope and Love. But then we will see as people face to face No longer partly, but fully known and loved For faith, hope, and love abide And the greatest one is love Let the hearts that seek the Lord rejoice, turn to the Lord and his strength, constantly seek his face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Welcome everyone as we come together for the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year B. Brothers and sisters, as we come together as God's family, let us pause and reflect on our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of our sin and division. Christ have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and on earth of good we praise you we bless you we adore you we glorify you we give you thanks for 
Almighty ever-living God, increase our faith, hope and charity and make us love what you command so that we may merit what you promise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Chapter 31, verses 7 to 9 Thus says the Lord, Sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north, and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them those who are blind and those who are lame, those with child and those in labour together. A great company, they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of water, in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn." The Word of the Lord The Lord has done great things for us, we are filled with joy. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us, indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage, as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing.
They come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. The Lord has done great things for us, we are filled with joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Chapter 5 verses 1 to 6 Every high priest chosen from among men is put in charge of things pertaining to God on their behalf to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He is able to deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward since he himself is subject to weakness. And because of this, he must offer sacrifice for his own sins, as well as for those of the people. And one does not presume to take this honour, but takes it only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself in becoming a high priest, but was appointed by the one who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, You are a priest for ever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia Our Saviour Jesus Christ has abolished death and brought us life through the Gospel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So, throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately the man regained his sight and followed Jesus on the way. The Gospel of the Lord Here is a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus. He simply will not be silenced. He calls out for help, even when well-meaning but wrong-footed people tell him to keep quiet. He persistently cries to Jesus for help because he knows that Jesus is the Messiah and he also knows that Jesus can help him. I can't help wondering if Bartimaeus is not the inspiration for Jesus' parable of the persistent neighbour. That neighbour in the parable keeps knocking and knocking and keeps calling out until he gets what he needs. 
As Jesus said in the parable, other people would have given the persistent neighbour what they needed just because they wanted to stop him irritating them and to give them some peace. So how much more we can expect from God, who turns a real listening ear, a sympathetic ear, to people who cry out in their need. Naturally, God is very much concerned with our welfare and with what we need. God doesn't answer us merely to keep us quiet, but out of the deepest care and compassion. The Gospel passage also says that Bartimaeus does something very powerful. It says he throws off his cloak. The cloak of a beggar was like a badge of their position in society. Just as today someone might have a a little hat out if they were asking for someone to give them coins when they were busking. So the cloak of the beggar showed that that's what their position was. And so this man throws away his cloak and follows Jesus. He is already showing that he knows he's not going back to his old life and he doesn't want to either. Jesus asks him, What do you want me to do for you? It should be fairly obvious that he wanted him to be cured, but Jesus wants to be sure. What is it you're really asking me? And Jesus asks all of us that. What is it that you really want from me? What do you really need? Naturally, Bartimaeus is asking for his sight back, but Jesus is asking him a deeper question. Do you realize the consequences of what you're asking? Do you understand what this request is going to lead to? For Bartimaeus, it will mean a completely new life. When he receives his sight, he will no longer be a beggar. He will have to face a new life, a new vocation, a new everything. It's both exciting and scary. A true encounter with Christ is always a joy and a challenge. Our encounter with Christ is a two-way dialogue. We speak to God of our needs, our hopes and fears, and God replies, in a silent way but nevertheless quite eloquently, What is it that you're really asking me? Are you prepared for the whole change of circumstances that goes with granting this request? Apparently, Bartimaeus is one of the few people Jesus cured who were explicitly told goes and follows Jesus on the way. He becomes a disciple of his. So it's clear that as well as regaining his physical sight, Bartimaeus, just as importantly, has shown enormous clarity of spiritual sight into who Jesus is, and he follows him. When Bartimaeus regains his sight and Jesus tells him, go your way, beautifully, Bartimaeus' way is now following Jesus because it says he follows him along the way. He becomes a disciple. As he walks along following Jesus, he will continue to gain new spiritual sight and knowledge. In another sense, we all gain new sight as we cast off the cloak of our old ways and old excuses and start faithfully walking along the new ways of Christ. We are like Bartimaeus, asking Jesus to show us and teach us deeper the ways of combining mercy, justice and faithfulness in his teaching and showing true loving compassion for those who have stumbled or are searching for answers. 
As we walk along the road of God's mercy, let us explore and celebrate the richness of God's mercy and love. Like Bartimaeus, let us continue to see with the eyes of faith and love and follow the Lord along the exciting ways of newness of sight. We need to be very careful about spiritual blindness. It can be a very subtle thing. We must be constantly on our guard against spiritual blindness and we would do best to suspect that we have aspects of spiritual blindness in our lives and search for any hint of it and put any aspects of it before our Lord for the purpose of healing. The most glaring example is something we've probably all seen at one time or another. Perhaps we have even done something like this ourselves. We might have sat through Mass and heard a Gospel speaking about patience and forbearance and treating our neighbour as we would like to be treated ourselves. And then straight after church, someone's in the car park, beeping and shouting and gesturing at another parishioner because they're in the road. It wouldn't be half as tragic if the people doing this had said to themselves, Oh dear, I've just done the opposite to what I've just heard in the Gospel. But this is the shock. Sometimes it looks as if the person doesn't even see the irony of their actions and how they've completely contradicted what they've just heard. It's hard enough when we're aware of the areas we contradict God's message by our actions, but save us, Lord, from being inconsistent and not even realising it. That is some worrying blindness. Let's ask God to at least allow us to see the areas of our hypocrisy and to heal them. You and I may very well have glaring blindness to some aspects of Christ's teaching. How is it that we can hear the gospel and not always realise that this very gospel is convicting us precisely of the qualities it's criticising? How is it that when we listen to the Gospels, we don't realise that this message is directed at me? This Gospel is also directed at you, and that we might also be the Pharisee, or the critic, or the hypocrite. Christ asks us to be open to this possibility, to constantly ask ourselves, Do I do that? In what ways do I do what this Gospel is warning me about? And not be too quick to say, oh, that's not me, that's other people. Are we very sure? Christ invites us to be transformed. If we ask the Lord to free us from spiritual blindness, the Lord will do it and show us the areas of contradiction if we know what it is we're asking for and what it means for us. To what extent are we capable of being blind to the challenging message and vision of Jesus? In what ways do we listen and listen and not hear? In what ways do we look and look but not really see? Lord, show us the light. Help us to see and to trust in your challenging but healing word. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead.
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our prayers are presented in the knowledge that God always comes to the rescue of the helpless, often in the least expected ways. That the Church may have the clear vision to always follow Jesus on the journey of life. Lord, hear us. That the world may see the suffering of the underprivileged and act practically on their behalf. Lord, hear us. That people with impaired vision may receive the necessary support to live a full life. Lord, hear us. That those who can't see your gifts may renew their vision and faith. Lord, hear us. In thanksgiving for prayers answered, graces received and blessings accepted. Lord, hear us. For those who are ill, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. That those whose death we mourn may receive eternal life, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. All-seeing God, we ask you to hear our prayers and lead us to salvation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Look, we pray, O Lord, on the offerings we have made to your majesty, that whatever is done by us in your service may be directed above all to your glory. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changing of times and seasons. You formed man in your own image and set humanity over the whole world in all its wonder to rule in your name over all you have made and forever praise you in your mighty works through Christ our Lord. And so with all the angels we praise you as in joyful celebration we acclaim Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. We will ring out our joy at your saving help and exult in the name of our God. Let us pray. May your sacraments, O Lord, we pray, perfect in us what lies within them, that what we now celebrate in signs we may one day possess in truth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul W. Kelly. Texts are used for the purpose of worship and prayer for listeners wherever you are. The Roman Missal, Prayers and Chants, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. The Bible, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, National Council of Churches of Christ, USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963, The Grail, Collins Publisher. Prayers of the Faithful, Robert Borg's Together We Pray, 1993, E.J. Dwyer, Australia. Mass for St. Ralph Sherwin, Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, featuring the Gloria, copyright 2011, www.ccwatershed.org, forward slash Charbonnel. Faith, Hope and Love, theme, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, original music, copyright 1996, Paul W. Kelly. For more details, please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com.au Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources May God bless and keep you.